Don't forget to follow us on social media for beautiful food and inspiration. Bitch, make me famous.
That was model rocket scientist. That was big small towns, and you're tuned into down ballot. We're gonna wait just a couple minutes to get started here. The councilman's just getting set up. Had some family engagements as people are getting vaxxed and stuff. Uh, folks are gonna actually have places to be, and they're not always gonna be able to fucking uh, be Johnny on the spot to work for me for, for free, and that's actually fine. Um, we have a big surprise for you during the post game of down ballot. Not gonna tell you what it is, but it's pretty fucking cool. Something we've been looking forward to for a long fucking time around here, and I know you'll enjoy it. Uh, Down Ballot spun off of our main show on Sunday. What was going on was we were covering some local news at the beginning of our news show on Sunday. And then sometimes the local news segment would take up half of the fucking podcast. And so we decided, ah, we'll spin this one off. And Down Ballot was monthly for a while, every two weeks, and now it's back to every week like it belongs. Um, You can find the podcast version of this in all your favorite podcatchers. And if you're listening to this on the podcast, go ahead and follow us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash echoplexmedia, so you can check out all of our goings on all of our live goings on we have a lot of interesting stuff going on here uh this coming tuesday for local love we have uh james perry and michelle perry of ashes fallen coming on i believe their other bandmates going to be here too uh they're going to be joining us via obs ninja um also tomorrow night's catterday we got a first of all start out on the conduit we got a you know for an hour i'll play some house music or whatever and then we got this weekend last year this weekend two years ago this weekend three years ago we would do this weekend four years ago, but like literally everything on my docket from the Sunday show four years ago, like all the accounts have been deleted or the links aren't there anymore. And then we got some this weekend five years ago. It's kind of interesting always to go take a look back at what was going on in the world this week, that many numbers of years ago. Um, also, of course, Sunday we have the big show looking like we have a pretty good docket. Um, we'll be doing that one remotely, I think. And um, yeah, that's kind of what's going on here. Um, you can support this project at, at patreon.com slash echoplex and uh, also just bits and subs and whatnot on Twitch or other ways you can support. And you can go to our website and just click the support us tab on our website, find other great ways to support this project. Um, people have been very generous of late and I appreciate it. Um, we don't have a big audience, but uh, you know, subs per follow or whatever is a pretty high number for us here on Twitch. And I'm, I'm very grateful for that. Uh, maybe with any luck, in a year, I can get the fuck out of this extra room here and have a proper studio somewhere. We'll see. We'll see. Um, trying to think of what else is going on around here. Uh, Monday is Meltdown Monday with the Media Wench. I know you all really like that. I enjoy tuning in, too. Sometimes I'll just be watching the chat while I'm doing something else. An out-of-context Meltdown Monday chat is one of the best things going on around here for me. It's pretty funny watching people talk shit about Adrian Curry while not knowing what Adrian Curry is saying. Um... It's about 10 after 8 already, so I think I'm just going to get going with our docket this week. Um, we're going to start off with our segment that we call Leading Off. Um, this week in Leading Off, I have some people were playing, we'll call it Fireball Tennis. Teens were Teenagers seem to have been hitting tennis balls, and it started to fire up in uh, Martinez, California. That's sort of like in the East Bay. We now know how the destructive and dangerous fire in Martinez started. Contra Costa Fire says three teenagers are to blame. The teens were apparently playing stickball with a tennis ball they had set on fire. When the ball hit dry brush, the flames quickly got out of hand. You can see the flames destroyed a home, lots of cars, equipment, and threatened a dozen more homes. The three juveniles were released back to their parents, but they aren't off the hook. Contra Costa Fire says it will file the case with the juvenile division of the DA and refer the three to a state program that deals with juvenile Welcome, Councilman. starting fires. They also say the kids' families could also Yo. be on the hook for the Welcome. process of rebuilding that home. I'm- 
Welcome. Hello. How are you? Hello there. I'm doing very well. How are you? Sorry for the tardiness. That's okay. That's okay. I just I started, eating flourless chocolate you. artisan cake. <laughs> no worries. I see. We see. We've already talked about the 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 fiery tennis ball extravaganza in Martinez. Yeah, I mean, I did a lot of dumb shit when I was young, but it never occurred to me to like dip a tennis ball in like gasoline and play tennis with it or stick ball or whatever these kids were doing. You know. Well, I think the kids are getting bored, right? It's it's been fifteen months in quarantine, and you know they they can't go to school like normal. They can't go out and play their sports. So, uh, you know, they're getting restless. I've seen a lot of, I wouldn't say crazy shit like this level, but definitely a lot of shit happening in the neighborhood around the schools here, um, from the youngins who don't have anything else to do. So, I think it's yeah, it's just a little bit of stir craziness. But yeah, be careful. Don't fucking let your neighbor's houses on fire while you're trying to have a little fun. Yeah, that was a really bad idea. I would never, I, I have to assume there was some kind of accelerant used and the accelerant, not the tennis ball itself was what started the fire in the, uh, in the, in the, like the, the foothills or whatever in there in Martinez. It was probably the asbestos in the house, you know, from way back in the day. Hasn't been, hasn't been asbestos in a long time. Is fireproof. That's why they used it. Oh, well, then that would make no sense at all, would it? Um, so it's probably like some real, you know, cheap uh, uh, wood siding of some sort that's just very brittle. It's it's drought country, you know, out there too. So they're in a, they're in a exceptional drought status right now. I didn't didn't catch a story on that one, but we are now in exceptional drought. No longer is ex- extreme; it's exceptional. We are doing that well. Yeah, it didn't drought. rain at all. Yeah, we were doing very well at not having rain. Um, and I suppose we can claim that since, it, you know, I think climate change has played a role. So, go humans. All right, so up next we got winners and losers. We got uh, our first story is near and dear to the upfront hour of the Plex on Sundays. It looks like an anti-masker had a big sad and a big mad at somebody at a, at a shop, a restaurant here Aww. in uh, San Jose. Escalating mass debate friction tonight at a San Jose restaurant. Workers had to deal with an unruly customer who refused to wear a mask and then spit at the workers. NBC Bay Area's Ian Cole spoke with the employee. Yeah, we watched this video of a Bath and Body Works where somebody got shitty with one of the employees and that person that got shitty got Bath and Body worked. And I think that uh, I think that that's what should be going on here. Oh man, you're my lagging. Your 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 Wi-Fi is like creating massive uh, massive lag, but that that's okay. We'll 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 deal with it. We can just slow down a little bit. All right. So no, go ahead. No, no worries. I was just gonna say I'll I'll slow it down. Wonder what wonder what restaurant this was at. It sounds like an Applebee's kind of thing. I don't believe it was Applebee's. It was a. Uh... It's, I think it's an artisan hot dog shop, but I'm not positive. Employees and has the video. This video posted to TikTok appears to show a woman spitting at an employee after refusing to wear a mask. It happened yesterday at Umai Savory Hot Dogs in East San Jose. Christine Nguyen was working behind the counter. And she was like, no, I have the right to not wear a mask. And so I pointed at our windowsill, which has um, a poster saying face mask required upon entry. And so at that point, she got too frustrated. She spit at the, um, the screen protector. 
Nguyen says she even offered a mask to the woman. Right after it happened, they called police, but the woman left before officers got there. You just stood in here in shock because I, this was uh, my first time encountering this kind of thing. Masking has become a top discussion at every business and store. The CDC says you don't have to wear one if you're fully vaccinated, but California says you still do, so that's the rule. Lately, we've been getting a lot more you know, uh, resistance of people not wanting to wear a mask. I think it's just because people feel more comfortable now, uh, either whether it's just because you know they're vaccinated or whatnot. Owner Dat2 filed a report and San Jose PD is looking into it. He says it's actually the third time this has happened with this woman. Yesterday's encounter, though, was the worst. They're asking on behalf of all local businesses who've been through so much these past 15 months for people to be kind. It's important to still adhere to the rules, especially when you're in a business. Um, people are here to serve you. Because I know a lot, a lot of uh, people, they, they're, you know, they, they, what they see on the news and all that, it's like things are opening back up. But you know, as a business owner, you know, it's, we're still going through it, and you know, it's going to be a long road ahead for us to get back to normalcy. You know, in San Jose, Ian Cole, NBC Bay Area News. Yeah, what did I say last week? I forget. Was it was it catchy? No, it's the fucking CDC was this this announcement from the CDC was just going to embolden people who don't want to wear a mask. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And if this is the third time with this one young lady, I'm sure that she's feeling even more emboldened and coming back for a second or third round. <laughs> uh, yeah. Once again, reminder: the businesses can set their own rules, even if this wasn't a pandemic. If they wanted to say that if you didn't have a mask on you can't come in our establishment, that'd be fine. That's totally up to them. And it's up to you if you want to frequent that establishment or infrequent the establishment. I don't know why, like, after hassling these people two times previously, they even tried to serve this lady, if I'm going to be fucking completely, like, frank here. Yeah, if this has happened before, like, I understand one time, but if this has happened before, why she wasn't escorted or shown the door or just asked to leave, you know? Just cut cut it off. At some point, it's obvious that they they don't want to play by the rules. Yeah, but I knew this was going to happen because there people are going to be like, "Oh, well, the CDC said it's because the CDC right. didn't lead with states, localities, and businesses may have different rules, but we are Correct. no longer advising that everyone do this." Right. We are not making it a global or nationwide mandate anymore. Now you get to localities get to determine what they want to do and businesses get to determine what they want to do on their own with their own best judgment based on their own conditions. Uh, but, you know, I, I can totally see the conversation with this woman. I, you know, I know you told me last week, but now the CDC says I don't need to wear a mask. So I'm not wearing a mask. So you have to serve me because the CDC said so. Um. Well, then yeah. it doesn't help your position like when you then go spit on somebody. Very much so in the negative direction, I would say there. You're correct. Um, uh, if this is sort of akin to an argument you hear probably me say a bit and others, you know, the tone of your argument definitely makes a lot of difference. You know, if you're trying to win people over how to win friends and influence people, you're not necessarily going to win the day with your argument if you're yelling and screaming and, and not listening, not, you know respecting other people's opinions, just sort of ranting and raving and, and acting and coming at a situation from a position of anger and a position of assuming um, malfeasance. The other thing, and I've been talking about this on Twitter, is that a lot of people seem to think that everywhere they go is like a debate hall, right? And right. 
that that hot dog shop it looked like they have fucking delicious ass hot dogs and that's not Shit, it's yeah. not a debate hall it is not um although a hot dog could be held like a microphone i suppose but no it's not um but i am debate right like every for every kind of public forum these days is some sort of um you know forum for this type of thing right uh and every everyone thinks that they're constantly on a podium or at a podium standing at a lectern on a podium um and ever you know i don't know if it's social media or what it is but everyone just feels like they've got you know not just an opportunity to have their voice heard because everyone deserves to have their voice heard but uh you know, everyone thinks that the, it, everything is an opportunity for another argument or another debate. They assume that the person on the other side of the, of the counter is against them. Or that the other person on the other side of the counter has to fucking listen to them and give a fuck what they're saying. Like, right. Like, right. I don't know. I'm not a, you know, I mean, you've seen, you've seen what happens like when I end up, when people like remote in or like I talk to like somebody, I don't really care if I'm making friends or influencing people. My tone is my tone and it's not always polite, but I'm also not yelling at the person at the hot dog shop. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like yeah. there's a time and a place for like fiery, lively debate. And, yeah. and at the hot even, dog shop, when they're asking you what your order is and offering you a mask is just not the time for fiery, lively debate. It's the time to go. Oh, thanks. I guess I forgot mine. Yeah. It's like, you want mustard? Let me debate you about infrastructure. How about grilled onions? Uh, no absolutely uh it's but it just seems like that's where pe people are just anxious some people are really anxious to have a debate and to be um they need that they need that they need to be in some sort of antagonistic relationship at all times to to keep them alive and keep them going so um yeah i think situations like this where you jump the shark and you 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 open the pandora's box for local interpretation that's when you get into trouble like i don't I don't mind necessarily, you know, national state, you know, larger scale mandates, right. And, and, and enforcing things at a higher level, right. Creating higher standards, as long as you are consistent, like you said, right. And apply consistently and be really smart when you're, you know, when you're making changes, because those changes affect a broad spectrum of people. Um, and you can, you have a lot of power, but you also have a lot of power to <coughs> cause disruption and corruption too. Well, Ooh, that sounded good. Any, anyway, look, after everything that too. happened this last year, you'd think the people at the CDC would realize that people are just interested in the lead, that they're not going to read the whole story, and that the yeah, lead basically said you can take your mask off if you've been vaccinated. And so they just yeah. shut a lead with, while states, localities, and businesses may still have requirements for masks and distancing, we are no longer recommending that the entire country do this. Please refer to your state, local, and check every business when you go there to see what their... Uh, policies are regarding mass and social distancing so that you can be a yeah. good member of your community boom you're done yeah. i think the, the media also plays a very you know big role in this and they have you know they're just as as guilty i think as cdc like cdc could they could write the press release just like you just said in that order right the media will still latch on to whatever the most you know what they think is the most salient or sexy point from the story right which would be oh cdc says you know you don't have to wear a mask anymore and they'll ignore the first line too, right? So the, I think the media has a responsibility to get the full story out there too and to, to really uh, hammer home the details with folks so they're not just sensationalizing it and making it about the big splashy, you know, uh, whatever the big splashy topic is. Yeah, I guess the media did a bad job of messaging it too. I just think that like, I don't know. Like I said, man, some of these people no, need all... to just hire me. I'm like, I like, yeah. know, I like know what dumb people think. And I know things, man. 
Um, no, absolutely. I think they need better people thinking about these things and thinking about thinking about it like chess too in the next move not just like oh we need to get this information out there people have been dying to reopen and get their masks off so we need to let the, let them know about this but not thinking about the ramifications of it at the local level or in just the you know how how uh how these things reverberate absolutely so our next story was a shoplifter a shoplifter pepper sprayed a uh security guard at the Fremont target, but you got got by that fucking CBS local where oh, they, they no. pretend they have a video, but it's just their live feed. Oh man. And they had it too. It was up and I was watching it and they must've, they must've fudged with the, the link after the fact. Oh, right. Well, it was more stir craziness. Anyway, we'll get, we'll get video of that sooner or later. I'm sure it's out there. Also oh. one of the other stations. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It's just when I loaded Yeah. When I pulled it up, it was just their live feed. No problem. We can, we they they the have the, like the best local coverage, I think, but their website is just trash. I think that's it. Maybe it's just something we have to deal with hand in hand, right? Like that the the news is trash and, in a good way, um, but the website is trash in a bad way. So <laughs> if we want the really juicy, gossipy kind of news, we go to CBS. Um, but NBC is our stalwart. NBC Bay Area, their video, their links always lead to the right videos, and their reporters are pretty decent, and their their coverage is okay. But uh, they're just as guilty as other local news. They're a little bit. They're they're kind of like the the standard. So they can't be too controversial. They can't be too racy. But at least when you click on their links, the story comes up. So our next story is from them, by the way, and it's uh something that oh, anybody nice. in the brewing industry already knew, and that's that the the micro brew small brewer industry is a fucking boys club, and all the problems that go with that. So here's a hit from the NBC Bay Area about that on tap. That's the allegation tonight about the craft beer business after a social media post goes viral. Now there is some fallout for the male-dominated industry plagued by sexual complaints of sexual harassment and misconduct. NBC Bear Show Heard looks at the local impact. How's it going? Good, how are you? I'm good. Melissa Myers is the owner of The Good Hop, a craft beer bar in Oakland's uptown neighborhood. I want The Good Hop to be a place where women feel that they they are 100% welcome here all the time. The motivation for her bar shattered a bit on Tuesday when someone broke a window there. It happened the night she hosted a party celebrating women in the industry while calling attention to an Instagram post that was going viral. This started with a woman named uh, Brienne and she posted on her Instagram a very what seemed like probably an innocuous or innocent question. Which was, has anyone experienced harassment, abuse, or discrimination in the craft beer industry? In just a week, more than a thousand women shared their stories. Some of the stories are, oh, this guy said, well, you can't possibly be the brewer, you're female. All the way up to, you know, I was sexually assaulted by the owner. A number of beer owners and distributors from around the state, including the Bay Area, were named in the posts. The founder of San Diego-based brewing company Modern Times Beer responded to the allegations of abuse against women at his company by apologizing and stepping down as CEO. Employees at the Modern Times Tap Room in Oakland closed its doors tonight in protest. We found people tonight pushing for change. Companies holding employees accountable and even ownership accountable all of this is necessary conversation in oakland troll heard nbc bay area news yo the fucking beer industry is like the only like the the dude's like oh well this is fucked up i guess i'm in charge of it i'm gonna step down like the beer industry dude yeah i mean it's the whitest maleest industry you could possibly imagine right for the most part 
I don't, uh, you know, I don't know a lot of non-white male brewers, frankly, now that I think about it. Um, but I guarantee that's not because people other than white males, you know, that's not because they don't want to brew. <laughs> um, but yeah, loans and, and business licenses and, uh, and then the internal industry crap too, that you have to go through products and, you know, getting, getting your product and getting the pieces together to make your product and dealing with vendors. Um, yeah, it's a mess. Just like, I mean, like so many industries, uh, it's male dominated and, and patriarchal and, it's probably one of those ones that's going to be the last one of the last to, you know, have to evolve. Right. Because it's got the, it doesn't have as much sunshine on it. So they're trying to draw a little more attention to it. Well, and it just, it just strikes me as odd that <clears throat> of all things, the beer industry, like the first thing they brought up was a guy was like, Oh, I'm the CEO. This is my fault. I'm resigning right. like, accountability, like in the beer industry, like not to say that that industry shouldn't have accountability. It's just kind of odd that it would be like, the one where somebody's like, Oh no, I guess I have to resign. These right, things appear to be true. And they were happening himself. on my watch, you know, <laughs> he canceled himself. Uh, and it says he's stepping down as CEO. So is he moving to like another role? Is he still like the founder? Is he just sort of hanging out? And is he going to go back to being like a barista or a beerista and just serving the beer? Like he's no longer the CEO. So he's not in charge anymore, but he still has his shares. Like how, what, what exactly is going on there? I don't know, but Curious. I mean, even as far as symbolic shit goes, that that's like way better than other industries do, yo. I would say so. Yeah, I mean, it, uh, rather as opposed to that mayor who uh, apparently did finally resign, we'll find out later. Um, you know, just doubling down and just holding firm, like, oh, I, if you were offended, I'm I'm sorry if you might have been offended by the thing that I might have said, um, but I'll be staying on in this role. I don't see any reason to step aside. Or to change, um, so yeah, good, good on modern, the Modern Times CEO. Let's see what happens. Uh, also, also, they're stout. Oh my fucking god! Is it good? Is it? I, I haven't had Modern Times much before. Oh, delicious stout. Oh my god! Is it nice? Is it like a chocolatey, like malty coffee. kind of coffee? Coffee. Oh, delicious. A little bit bitter, a little bit creamy, not too sweet. Del fucking lovely. That sounds great. What, when are we going? When do they? When do they reopen after their protest? They're probably, I can have already, beer again. they're probably already reopened. I can have beer again. We're off of that crazy diet. I can have like a beer. Actually, if I had a stout, it would probably be the only beer I could have for like months because of all the the carbs. <laughs> so we got one more story and we got one more story in winners and losers. And this one's there's more losers. People are um, protesting the at the Facebook headquarters. They're claiming the con company is censoring pro-Palestinian posts. Um, I'm of a couple minds here. One. Like these are, this is the first people that went and protested at a uh, Facebook headquarters. And I think that's good as long as they were, eh, I don't even know, fuck it. Go protest at Facebook headquarters because they cause a lot of the problems in our, in our country. And I'm going to largely avoid the larger issue here. If you want to know what I think about that, follow me on Twitter. I've been making fun of some people and talking some shit. Um, there's a lot of people talking about it and we're talking about local news. I'm just, I'm real curious to see what the news's take on this is going to be. And if Facebook responded to the in-person protest, they're like must process real people. I don't think, I don't believe they did respond, but we'll find out pretty quick. Gaza Strip, it is just after nine o'clock in the morning there. For the first time in 11 days, it's been free of bombings. Israel and Hamas agreeing to a ceasefire. President Biden is praising Egypt for helping broker that agreement. And it comes as dozens of protesters converged here on Facebook headquarters, accusing the social media giant of censoring their pro-Palestinian post. NBC Barry Sergio Quintana is in Menlo Park with more. 
Palestinian flags blanketed Facebook's iconic like symbol during a protest at rush hour. They say the social media giant is blocking them from sharing images and stories about their friends and family in Gaza. I've been uh, seeing a lot of my friends' uh, pages being blocked. Uh, uh, they cannot comment anymore. It also happened to, to me. His friend Victor Fayadel showed me a screen grab of his profile. The account is currently restricted. A Facebook spokesperson responded to the protest issuing a statement that reads in part, we know there have been several issues that have impacted people's ability to share on our apps, including a technical bug that affected stories around the world. Facebook says those technical issues have been resolved. That evening protest came just as President Joe Biden was announcing a ceasefire between Israel and Hamas. These hostilities have resulted in the tragic deaths of so many civilians, including children. And I send my sincere condolences to all the families, Israeli and Palestinian. President Biden says his administration has spent the last several days working to de-escalate tensions. The U.S. considers Hamas a terrorist organization and does not communicate with them, so Egypt has agreed to broker the ceasefire, which is expected to stop the barrage of rockets launched by Hamas, killing at least a dozen Israelis, and the devastating air raids that have pummeled Gaza, killing at least 230 Palestinians. For many in Israel, there's plenty of skepticism. This Israeli college student says every so often Hamas decides it wants to shoot at them. And this woman whose house was just damaged by a rocket, she says they've had so many ceasefires and it always happens again. For those supporting Palestinians, this agreement is not the end if the living situation in Gaza is not improved. The ceasefire is important for now, but it doesn't stop there. This is not the end. Gaza is still under attack. It's always been blocked from land, from air, from the sea. We need Gaza to be free. Egypt has agreed to send observers to monitor the progress of Hamas and Israel in maintaining the ceasefire. Sergio Quintana, NBC, Bay Area News. Facebook did issue a statement, but they like, oh, it was, must have been a technical glitch. Yeah, did you, I, you, you really enjoyed the statement, I thought, when you were listening to that. What do you think? What do you think of that technical glitch leading to people being unable to post pro-Palestinian content? I don't know. Whatever. I keep saying this. Like fucking get the fuck off Facebook. Like do you know how I've been dragging people kicking and screaming off of Facebook? I had a nightmare the other night that Facebook bought Discord. <laughs> oh no. Well, Discord did change their logo to that happier. Like they they even <laughs> sent a notice about it. Like this is the happier Discord. This is the friendlier Discord logo, and it looked kind of like the the tone, the color tone looked a little more Facebooky. The stuff when they send you stuff and you read it, though, it's kind of cute and funny. Oh yeah, no, I love, I do love their pro their updates and their um when they when you get a product update or an app update and they tell you all of what's in it, they're like, you might be interested. So if you're interested, keep reading all this stuff. Um, we wrote it for you, but you don't have to read it. Just keep using Discord, and it's awesome. And then you read the you read it, and the fine print is really cute and very very subtly amusing. I enjoy it. I thoroughly enjoy it. Thank you for introducing us all to Discord, Producer Dave. I, I chose, I picked, checked out Discord one day when I got fucking lividly fucking upset with Skype for Linux. I was like, what can I use to replace it? <clears throat> and then I found Discord and I was like, oh, this is like IRC, but everything's cute. <laughs> this is how so many people come to Discord. What are you drinking there? It's like a modified pond water. <clears throat> Ooh, modified. <clears throat> how? Mango? kettle one vodka um okay. some orange uh rockstar recovery and they didn't have the green machine the other day so i had to buy the blue machine 
The blue machine. What's in the blue machine? Is it like raspberry or blueberries and fucking I don't know. It's good. I mean, it's it mostly just sugar good. water, like all that other fucking odd wall of juice, right? Of course, yeah. Got to get that in there just to cut the alcohol and the the bitterness. But no, very nice, very nice, tasty. You get the, you get the bong you get the bong water going too. Yeah, but I can't find my weed. You notice I was like looking around for something. I just keep my weed in a jar, like right over here. The only place I even smoke weed is here, or maybe out by the TV. I don't know though. Oh, I, I heard, I heard that there's a surprise later, and when when the surprise happens, it won't matter that I don't have weed. So everybody, stay, everybody stay tuned. I think um, I know what the surprise is, but I won't. I won't tell anybody. You won't tell anybody. Everybody, no, I'm very good. I'm very good at keeping secrets. Everybody, everybody, stay tuned. Everybody, stay tuned. Um, so we're gonna move <laughs> on to uh, what is the Santa Clara or the, the sheriffs? Get your shit together, Santa Clara County sheriffs. What, what's going on here, Pete? Uh, well, this is something that the, the, so the good wife and I, we watch the local news anxiously scouring it for, you know, uh, content that might be great on down ballot. Occasionally, you know, it's night. We've had a few bong loads. Maybe, you know, we've had a long day. We're on the couch. We might like, you know, start nodding off. This is the story that like woke us up again. We're like, what exactly? Um, so apparently there was a, uh, uh, knockdown drag out, not fight, um, in, uh, uh, local jail it was uh, or county jail it was it seemed like a retribution kind of beatdown basically that happened right in front of guards and none of them did a damn thing to stop it at all and it's now caught on camera you can watch the whole brutal incident on camera and watch the guards just sort of stand there like so once again the sheriff's deputies who run the run the jails are under fire for not doing their job and being a little lax Five minutes and 37 seconds. Prosecutors say that is how long a group of inmates beat an alleged police informant inside a South Bay jail. Tonight, we have the exclusive surveillance video from the jail. We want to caution you. It might be difficult to watch. This video raises the question, what took so long for the prison guards to intervene? Here's senior investigative reporter Stephen Stock. November 30th, 2020, 7.30 p.m. You're looking inside an indirect supervision dorm at the Elmwood Jail, housing dozens of alleged gang members. Guys mill around by the communal tables in front of the guard station or hang out by the bunk beds in the back of the dorm until we see a commotion near the bunks. That's where 31 people start assaulting one of the inmates, a 40-year-old alleged gang member who prosecutors say had provided information to police on a homicide investigation involving one of the attackers. About a minute later, they drag the victim to the front of the dorm, where he's punched and kicked by dozens of inmates, left naked and bloody on the floor. The attackers eventually drag the victim to the other side of the room, where you can see one man appear to pour what prosecutors say is cleaning solution on his beaten face. The last blow right here, nearly six minutes after the attack began. Still, it takes nearly another full minute before deputies file into the room. Despite the brutal assault, the victim manages to put on some clothes and walk out with deputies. I was outraged. I was concerned. I had a lot of questions. Santa Clara County District How Attorney Jeff happen? Rosen's office has not publicly released the video, but says that the public will have the same questions that he does once they see the copy obtained by our investigative unit. That raises a lot of questions and legitimate questions about how this happened, who let it happen, who's responsible, what can be done to make sure that something like this doesn't happen again. 
We asked the sheriff's office why it housed a police informant in such a potentially dangerous situation and why no deputy stepped in earlier to break up the attack. They only released a general statement saying in part jail staff, quote, assigned to these posts are often responsible for multitasking and conducting other non-supervision duties, which typically occur out of eyesight of those incarcerated. But questions come to your mind. Well, the first no, 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 hold on. Not out of earshot. A- There's no, that is a fucking concrete space. That yes. kind of thing makes a lot of fucking noise. Yes. And, but I, I just thought that was the most mealy mouth statement. It's basically like saying we're not responsible for watching these people basically at all times. Like we're not their babysitters. It's like, no, you are, you actually fucking are. And that's like the, the crux of your job when you're assigned to the, to the jail is to monitor the people that are incarcerated, you know, to put them behind bars and lock them up and everything's hunky dory. Right. Especially when you're mixing, this is County jail. So you're processing a lot of folks that are in and out, right. You're mixing a lot of different um, groups in here that, yeah, that's, that's ridiculous. Like they're never out of earshot. They should never be out of eye shot. What the hell? Should be like at least, at least one person who can see what's happening on a monitor or something for fuck's sake. Right. Right. Um, Oh, don't hire me, though. Don't hire me to be your spokesperson, county jail. You can fuck yourself. Yeah, right? Absolutely. This is a great opportunity, though, for... um, I think you'll you'll notice um, over the course of the next year, especially, because I think the DA is going to be challenged uh, next year, looks like, in his run um, for re-election. You're going to hear a lot more of this sort of dynamic between the DA in Santa Clara County and the sheriff. They do not like each other. They do not get along very well, Lori Smith and Jeff Rosen. So you're going to hear more and more um, this sort of back and forth. And of course, we all know that Jeff Rosen is investigating and his office is investigating Lori Smith's office for over the, uh, the gun permit, you know, for donations, pay for play scandal that we've been, we've been covering. So this is just another opportunity for the the district attorney to jump in and, and dance on the, not the grave, but dance on the head of the sheriff and, and call her out and say, look at you, you did something bad, even though it's, it's, it's on everyone. They're all county government. They're all law enforcement. It's on all of them. But, uh, this is just another chance for him to, to make hay out of, uh, out of a mistake that, uh, from her team. Chat's getting a little tinfoil. They're like, who was this person informing on? Exactly. It's a good question. Um, and, and at the end of the day, like, right, like I don't, it's not like I feel, you know, too terrible for this guy he was a gang member right he was informed oh, i do he knew a lot of shit i, do. He, I actually fucking it's the 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 uh the this person was just like selling drugs as part of a gang the punishment for that actually is not getting the fuck beat out of you by dozens of other people like like you like it's one thing to like i don't know feeling sorry for this person is like a weird way to think about it but i think this person deserves justice and if they're you know if they're in prison they deserve to be safe there you know well, no, absolutely. I mean, they all. I think they all deserve to be safe, and they. The, he definitely deserved to not be placed into a situation where he's going to be surrounded by the guys he informed upon. Right. So good for him. He inf- he got caught. He owned up to it. He he did his duty. He informed. He he helped law enforcement capture more bad guys. Um, and the reward they gave him is sticking him in with all the bad guys. <laughs> so yeah, def- absolutely. Um, I didn't mean to make make it sound like uh, I was playing the violin or something, or I wasn't willing to play the violin. But yeah, no, it's he. Uh, he's made his decisions, but at the same time, like every, it, once you get brought into the system, the system needs to work too. So chat's like also like, so, okay, like you shouldn't be snitching. I don't know. It depends on what you're fucking, I don't know. Depends on what the thing is. Stitches get stitches. Well, I'm just wondering. Stitches is like, get stitches. I, 
I'm just wondering, like, chat was like, what is he, what is he fucking informing on? Is he, is he informing on people conspiring with dirty cops to do fucked up things? And maybe that's why the cops didn't show up. We don't know for a fact, right? That's just like one instance in which I could be like, all right, well, somebody's got to blow the whistle on this. You know, people are, yeah. people are I all mean, no I, snitching, no snitching, no snitching until we start talking about child abuse or murdering somebody's wife or whatever. And then we're like, oh, now it's okay sure. to snitch. And it's like, well, then we're, you know, the, where you draw this line as to where you cooperate yeah. with law enforcement to do what you think, you know, to save your own ass. If somebody's a bigger fish yeah. than you, I don't know. You know, you never know what you're going to do in that situation. And, yeah. um, I would venture to guess this was not a situation of the, of the cops or the sheriffs looking the other way because he had, you know, they, they didn't, um, for, for that kind of reason. If anything, I think it's just, they've, they've dehumanized all these people, all the folks that they have in their purview. Right. And, uh, the criminals are not right. Um, they've dehumanized them. So this is just not that big a deal. If someone's getting the shit kicked right. out of them, beaten to beaten to an inch of their life, it's part they of don't prison care culture. as long as, yeah, as long as they, they're going to have to file a report anyway, right? So if the guy dies, the guy dies. If he gets beat up, he gets beat up. And he probably deserved it, right? Because he's less than human and he's he did something wrong to piss all these other less than human people off, right? So if they hate him, then he's probably w worthless. So why why would we get involved? Why would we risk our health and safety, That's right? And get in the situation where, right? Other than the fact that it's your job. Um, also, like, knows, they're pretty, know, maybe pretty keen I, on throwing tear gas at fucking, <laughs> fucking people up protesting on the street who aren't even accused of any crime why not just right i mean i'm not saying you could do it but like isn't that a better solution like than just letting this go on if you don't have enough people to stop it like some kind they've of they've got to have protocols right you've got to imagine they've got protocols for like you know we're understaffed and this this is what happens when you you know if you're in a situation where you know you're you're understaffed to handle it and to get it under control these are the protocols you follow right use your flashbangs use this thing use that thing whatever call for backup there's got to be protocols that they're taught um uh, I think adam in chat was also just asking what this person was doing in like a general population dorm if they were an informant like everybody in that system that knows the, that the informants are targets yeah that's the problem right there in the first place like why were they why did they get it why to your point like that's where i sympathize with this guy it's like why was he put into the situation in the first place like you know uh he should not have been in that kind of danger to begin with um if anything, you know, with what happened to Witzak, or <laughs> I don't know what the local version of witness protection is, but um, oh, I mean, it's yeah, no, they'll put you in, they'll put you in solitary for mouthing off to another to a fucking correctional officer. Why won't they put you in solitary if they know you're a snitch? I mean, what the fuck mm -hmm. do they? <clears throat> you know, if they want you to inform on people, they certainly don't. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't stand to reason, right? That that if the system wants you to inform on other people, that they would. Mm -hmm. create this kind of situation so i feel like yeah incompetence might You're, be going on here <clears throat> there bit. may just be more going on here than we know about there could be i think it's a common i'll be honest with you i would not be surprised if it's a combination of all of these things incompetence and um some form of conspiracy whatever you want to call it right or complicity um all these things could be true that's just where the county's at that's why the county's got to get its fucking shit together especially the sheriff's department um, there's just too much, there's too much going on. There's too much smoke, right? And there's too much fire for us not to call fire every time we see smoke. First is obviously the, uh, the lack of effective response. Sylvia um, Perez McDonald is the director of the Santa Clara County Independent Defense Council's office, which appointed defense attorneys to represent most of the 31 accused attackers charged in this case. 
She says the sheriff's office has failed to police its own conduct within the walls of the county jails. These are um, the types of situations that raise systemic problems. If there was outside oversight, then these issues may have been flagged or addressed or minimized or absolutely avoided 100%. Prosecutors have charged all 31 of the alleged attackers with felony assault and active participation in a criminal street gang. I'm Stephen Stock, NBC Bay Area News. Yo, I'm sorry, there's no street gang in prison because there's no streets in the prison. So you can't be actively (laughs) participating in a criminal street gang in the prison. I think that's bullshit. I think like, I think like assault batteries, fine, whatever. But this participating in a gang shit just makes people look silly because some of those people are already in there on gang charges. They're like, what the fuck? You already busted me for that. It's, it's, you know, it's like a correspondence course in ganging. That's, that's probably what's going on here. Street, street gang, street gang by proxy. So, street all right, gang well, by proxy. Well, Lori Smith, you got to get your shit together over there. Um, and Jeff Rosen should start getting his shit together too, if he wants to win re-election. Um, anyway, moving on down ballot. This is um, down ballot slash recall watch. I didn't have a chance this week to look up any of the recall clown car, unfortunately. So it looks like this is just kind of down ballot watch, uh, some California and local yeah, this is a story about news. Yeah, it's a story about uh, uh, something that Gavin's doing uh, his his green lit to uh, that's actually going to help San Jose and this and the Google project move forward, but also other big uh, large scale projects. But he was in uh, the governor was here in San Jose this week, yesterday I think even uh, to announce um, some legislation that's going to help move forward uh, big projects like the Googleplex in downtown San Jose um, uh, and try to avoid uh, any, you know, hangups with uh, unnecessary environmental review or lawsuits or, you know, other, other, other ways, other delay tactics that might be employed against the project. So depending on how you, on your perspective on the project, this is a good or a bad thing, but this is certainly Gavin trying to make friends and win friends and influence people in advance of his recall. Uh, blowback. Within the past hour, the governor signed a bill in San Jose greenlighting what's being called the largest private sector investment in the city's history. It allows the governor to streamline projects as they relate to the California Environmental Quality Act. This paves the way for a partnership with Google to create an urban village around San Jose's downtown transit center. It will include more than 4,000 high-density homes, at least 25% of which will be affordable. San Jose Mayor Sam Licardo says this project negates some of the misconceptions about big projects in Silicon Valley. About California not being able to get red tape out of the way to make big things happen, to build the affordable housing we need, about tech somehow or another being complicit in some dystopian future. The project will also create 5,700 construction jobs. And we first brought you that bill signing live on CBSN Bay Area. We're streaming 24-7 on KPIX.com and on our app. You could tell, I think, that the the sign language interpreter wasn't buying what Gavin was selling. That was actually Sam Licardo, but similar look with the with the the slicked hair. I didn't realize oh, Gavin didn't yeah, the, 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 in this the video. Sam Licardo and Gavin Newsom are the same fucking person. Like to pretty me, much just different, you know, different. Yeah, no, I, I that was it, Sam. No, no, you're right. That was Sam, but no, you're right. That did sort of interchangeable white savior politician. You know, number one and number two. Um, yeah. So uh, 
uh, yet to be seen what comes from the you know the event the final google plex um i will say this they are right like it's it's probably more than the, you, the community is getting more out of it than they probably should have expected frankly um given the way these things normally run so uh we'll see but it's all about follow-through and holding feet to the fire but this is going to revel this is going to absolutely change the look and feel and uh just about everything in downtown san jose especially around Deeridon. so yo you can you can imagine i don't share your even like tempered optimism on this downtown san jose fucking sucked before the pandemic because of all these fucking tech bros who don't understand the culture of the Bay Area. They came here, they fucking scared all the women out of downtown San Jose. And now we're building them a fucking complex and encouraging them all to just fucking move here. We're like, hey, come live in downtown. Downtown isn't fucked up enough. Like, there's only like four women in downtown and one of them's in my studio right now. Uh, like, or they're all at the gay club, yo, because the place where the, the they know that the like the dudes at the like come on, man, like this is this is bad. I was hoping the pandemic was gonna stop this fucking Googleplex, and apparently it it's not going to. No, um, and you know, like I said, yet to be seen who's who's living there, what's happening. I mean, it's not all going to be the the Google Tech Pro employees living in the space, but they're going to be working there, um, and they're going to be going out and 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 you know, being a part of the, the downtown, but you're, you know, I think you have very, you have very valid concerns. Um, <laughs> I like to go out is, and I'm a big old Mo, but I still don't like going to like a bar. That's not a gay bar and looking around and be like, where are all the women? Like I was on a date with a guy and we went to this, we went to fucking, that's that place next to, I don't think it's there anymore, paper plane. And we went mm -hmm. in there and I was like, dude, where's all the women? And he's like, what do you care? You're gay. And I'm like, I don't know. Like there's people that are women that could be at this establishment and they're not here for some reason don't you see that as a problem i mean was it original gravity or was it a, a no, it wasn't original gravity it was right next to it, it was called paper plane Temp oh, oh you were talking about about paper plane sorry yeah, yeah, yeah paper plane specifically yeah no i i i feel i feel you there and when i was still a dating man many many years ago um i think san jose still had that problem anyway <laughs> man jose um so it, it's been known that for a while um but uh yeah i don't you know it's <laughs> It's a difficult situation because the city does need commercial development. It does need more tax revenue to be able to just to provide basic services and good services to the people that are already living here. Right. And the people that are going to be living here. Um, and to do that, they need, you know, development to happen. And, and we're in the tech capital of the world. So right now, like the, the biggest growth is going to be in that industry. Um, so when you see more commercial development, that's just what's, what you're going to see. You saw it in, it's seen it in San Francisco and the Tenderloin and some other neighborhoods there where they've gotten very gentrified by the, the tech uh, industry. So, um, yeah, no, I don't, I, I think tempered optimism is probably a good way of describing it. Um, I'm concerned that we're bringing all this revenue and these people to, to downtown and they just don't necessarily get it, or they're not going to be the ones that go out and, you know, go to the theater show or go to the live or the it's music be, show, right? Or go to the DJ, go to the, the club, right? They're not going to do that. All dudes. Yeah. Well, it's going to be all dudes. Well, that's, and that's, well, that's another systemic problem that needs to be solved by getting more women and people of color and uh, others into the, into the tech industry, frankly, which is another male dominated uh, field as we were talking about earlier. So that's another systemic problem that the tech industry has to figure out 
San Jose is just trying to, as a city is just trying to take advantage of the opportunity to improve their, you know, financial situation, the bottom line. Right. Um, I just know I, the thing with me is I don't, you know, some of them are going to go out and make it more like man Jose and maybe scare some of the ladies away. I, these, these folks just aren't the types that go out and do the things that I want them doing, which is going, like I said, going to live music shows, going to theater, going to, um, you know, going to the club, going out and do and being part of the, uh, the arts and cultural life of our city. Um, they're not really into that and they're certainly not going to donate to it and, and, and give back because we've already seen that they don't. So, um, yeah, at the end of the day, this is, this is something that's going to help get more revenue to the city and hopefully make things better for the rest of us, um, in a small way. Um, but yeah, I don't think it's going to do much to solve the problem that San Jose's just not as much, uh, fun to be out in anymore. Oh man, you got some. You got some, do you have, is, is there someone in the studio with you? You got like a the, just the deep possessed hand. Very nice. Like oh, give me my lighter, give me my cigarette. Oh, it's like on the it's Adam's family. It's like hand. So we got one more story in down ballot watch. We've been following the story out of Windsor. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> something happened. Well, the mayor was fucking, the mayor was like everybody on Twitter that I hate that like, you won't cancel me. Well, guess what? Canceled himself. Here we go. Here's a story out of Windsor, California from Cron 4 News, which um, ran an overly long ad before this. And I guess they got credit for it, even though like it was like not being seen by anyone. It happened today. So they were the only ones that had it on video. So I guess they get the, they get the prize. This is yet another woman alleges the North Bay mayor sexually assaulted her. That case, though, coming out of Florida and involving a former reality TV star. Crowdforce Teresa Stasio has been following this story for us from the beginning. She is live in Windsor tonight. Teresa, a lot of people wanted him to resign more than a month ago now. Grand and Justine, there was a recall for Poli that uh, went into effect here in Windsor, but now we have this development. Uh, Cron 4 News was able to obtain a letter addressed to the residents of Windsor from Dominic Fapoli, in which he says that he is going to be resigning effective immediately. This all comes on the heels of this latest bombshell where this reality, this former reality star saying and accusing Dominic Fapoli of sexually assaulting her in Palm Beach, Florida in March. Now we have a copy of the letter that we want to share with you. And you can see on your screen, Dominic Fapoli's words for yourself and what he is saying to the residents of Windsor where he writes, quote, it is with heavy heart that I'm resigning effective today. I have always and will always maintain that I did not engage in any non-consensual sexual acts with any woman. He goes on to say that I do I not did want not to national attention to have a negative impact on the Windsor have community. sexual relations. But poor choices I have made in the recent <laughs> past. I spoke with the vice mayor about this latest twist. Here is Sam Salmon. Sam Salmon, the vice. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> Dude, if somebody said, "Hey, draw yes. me a picture of Sam Salmon," and we asked a hundred people to do it, one of them would draw this fucker. Oh, that's the artist sketch right there. <laughs> <laughs> if you ask a hundred people, to, ask how many people to describe what Sam Salmon looks like to a sketch artist, right? And they do the composite. That's what. It, that's what it fucking. Look like. <laughs> well, that we are going to um, replace the mayor. That that he has resigned. Uh, at least, I think 
I'm hoping I can safely assume that. I'm hoping I can be the mayor. We'll be able to, to get on with our business. Um, I think we have, if we go through an appointment process rather than another general election, I, I want to hear from people. Ooh. Okay, so just to okay. give you some context, the vice mayor said that he can assume because the letter was addressed to the residents of Windsor, but the letter did not necessarily go to town council members. So that's why the vice, vice mayor was saying that you can assume that this letter will eventually make it to them. Anyway, uh, Mr. Fopoli has always maintained his <laughs> anyway, anyway. in all of this. Like He's her. accused the reality star of using the current case against him in his own words, saying that she's trying to leverage the situation to her advantage. He also says that he will be cleared of all wrongdoing as far as what happens now, as the vice mayor was mentioning, if you can keep track of all of this. The vice mayor says what happens <laughs> trying. now that there's no recall petition in the works because he has resigned. What's going to happen is in June, there is a town meeting and they will make a determination then whether to appoint someone as mayor or hold a special election that would happen in the I want fall. the guy in the weird hat. So many moving parts. But mayor Salmon. Right now, we have at least seven to eight women accusing the mayor, now former mayor, Dominic Fopoli, of sexual assaults. And this all dates back several years, like six years, Grant and Justine. So this like town six years. really facing a lot. And now going to be at the center of a national situation because this case, this latest case, based in Palm Beach, Florida. I reached out to the Palm Beach, Florida Police Department. They confirm or through the woman's attorney that there is a active criminal investigation. So we will certainly stay on this to try and get some more facts about the case. Reporting live here in Windsor, Teresa Stasio, back to you guys. Yeah, it was Teresa. Like eight. Yeah. She seemed drastically unprepared for that live spot, having covered the the story for a while, as she said. <laughs> she she took a while to get to the point of a lot of those. You know, I ain't uh, even hating on our local news people. Imagine like having to do that job. It's it's not pleasant. I've definitely met a lot of them, and I do I do sympathize. And they they know me. If you're watching, I love you guys, Ian, Teresa, Asneth. You know me. Um, yeah, they all do. They do as, as good a job as they can. It's a it's a rough gig, um, but yeah, she was she was definitely struggling there a little bit with the facts. Well, good for you, Dominic. Good for you canceling yourself and getting out in front of it. Um, I really wish he'd sent this. I, it, I, Windsor can't be that big. Did he send this letter to every resident, or did he post it in the newspaper? Like, Facebook where is this going to get Facebook? Right, open <laughs> open Facebook note medium. Um, well, good for him. So now we can move on to this the Sam Salmon era in Windsor. And we're going to get some real leadership for this town. As long as he gets to wear that hat, we're going to have to start watching Windsor council meetings. We should probably tune in, actually, for the town meeting. I'm sure they'll stream it. Oh, man. The public comment section will be weird. Oh, it's going to be lit. We should definitely do this. All right. Well, we're going to get down to another thing. Getting close to the, the end of the, the main portion of the show tonight before uh, producer Dave and surprise... Uh, get on with a red light uh, the post game but uh, as as we have been lately focusing on animal based stories um last week we had the bear trapped in a tree this week we've got a mountain lion trapped in a tree <laughs> but i forget if we have another story first about uh keep keeping clear not feeding the, the wildlife i forget which one comes first but this is uh this is hey uh leave that bear and the other animals alone
is what it says on there the There you docket. go. So yeah, this there's a this is a uh, just a call from rational people. If you see a wild animal like a bear or a mountain lion in your neighborhood, don't feed it. The folks who live here say that bear hung out in this big tree for hours before it finally shimmied its way down last night. They say they have no idea what attracted the bear to their backyard. One paw down, one leg down, other paw down, other leg down, you know, going like that, the way they do. And uh, uh, the way they do. Larry Haynes describes the way the bear scaled its way down his backyard oak tree last night before he sauntered out his yard and down the sidewalk. The most unusual animal encounter he's ever experienced in the three decades he's lived in San Anselmo. The wildest thing around here are the squirrels, and we've got a lot of them. Well, I think it's entirely possible that we haven't seen the last of him. Juliana Sorum, the veterinarian at San Rafael's Wild Care Hospital, says they've seen a spike in wildlife patients being brought in this year. This baby raccoon was dropped off this morning, dehydrated and hungry. The team at Wild Care says climate change may be sending animals to new areas. We worry that that's going to become a bigger issue as we go through the summer here and this drought becomes more severe. A bear was also spotted in Katadi and Sebastopol last week, much closer to populated areas than most can recall. And close encounters with coyotes have become all too common as well. Wildlife experts say while it's tempting to try to help them by giving them food and water, don't. <laughs> Number one thing is don't feed them. Uh, I have a feeling a lot of these animals are being fed by people. They see a human and they associate humans with food. It's unclear what brought yesterday's bear into San Anselmo. Larry Haynes says he didn't bother a thing, but hopes he finds a home with his own kind. I hope he's got companions wherever he goes, so he feels uh, he's got a community. In Marin Racist. County, Jody Hernandez, NBC Bay News. <laughs> You know, that Mitch McConnell lookalike guy, I don't know, I, didn't, I don't like him. He's a super racist, he's anti-bear race. He's like, go go, stay with your own kind, I don't want you in my house. You don't belong here in San Anselmo, your kind. You're all, you're all that hair and those claws. Well, wouldn't you know it, you know, after that warning from, you know, uh, animal health officials, we had another incident of a wildlife wandering into an urban area, this time in San Francisco with a mountain lion. Well, now to that wandering mountain lion. What a week it's been for the big cat and the people in the neighborhood who spotted him in a tree last night. It was pretty alarming. Today he was treated by vets at the Oakland Zoo and he was very vocal. Take a listen. <laughs> Get him. Yikes. It's almost, almost like going to Universal Studios. <laughs> this, this is real life. That's a serious growl. The Oakland Zoo tweeting out this video today. The two-year-old mountain lion, nicknamed Mr. Handsome by the zoo, is healthy. In fact, he was released into the wild in Santa Clara County late today. What? For the capture last night, you might have seen it. It was tense, it was dicey, and it all unfolded live right here on NBC Bay Area on our 11 o'clock newscast. NBC Bay Area's Melissa Colorado has been tracking the story from the beginning. She joins us from the Oakland Zoo with the latest. And Melissa, how's Mr. Handsome? That's Probably not liking that name. Are used to treating mountain lions who've been hit by a car or burned in a wildfire, but that wasn't the case this morning. The vet who treated that mountain lion spotted in San Francisco says he was 100% healthy, even nicknaming him 
Mr. Handsome. Sedated Oops. and out of San Francisco, the mountain wow. hiding in a tree in this Bernal Heights Look at those. last night was examined this morning by a team of vets at the Oakland Zoo. He looks great. Um, so no injuries, his teeth are perfect. <sighs> Neighbors in Bernal Heights stopped by the tree where the mountain lion was spotted last night. Thank God. Beautiful looking animal though. We had Discovery Channel <laughs> here in Bernal Heights. Whoa. You know, <laughs> that was awesome. For Dig two that mask. hours, Zach Ellenberg and his wife watched as fish and wildlife tranquilized the mountain lion and watched the big cat race up the stairs of their next door neighbor's house. I was waiting for David Attenborough to show up and start narrating. Yeah, it was very God, exciting. I hate him. Fish and wildlife <laughs> say he was likely looking for a mate. Who, that guy or David Attenborough? Has a microchip him, the guy in, in the video. Just in case his tracking collar comes off. Far away from a bustling city, the mountain lion is now somewhere deep in Santa Clara County. We walked out, well, rode out the door here uh, with vaccines on board, treatment for external and internal parasites, like anything we can do to give his health a boost. In Oakland, Melissa Colorado, NBC, Bay Area News. Oh. Bernal Heights isn't like the wilderness. Like, I no. have like a lot of questions here. Like, was that some tech bros pet? Yeah. Like, what's going? It, it, all, all I know is that the dude came out of his house, saw the mountain lion in the tree, called, you know, animal control. That's all I know. God knows where it came from or how he got out. I just love that they like, they've released him back into the wild in Santa Clara County. <laughs> it's like where in Santa Clara County exactly? Like I, down the street from producer Dave. Like. You know, what's, what's going on? Did Campbell win the short, drew the short straw or something? Like what's... There's any number of things that could have happened there. I guess I'm glad that that came out okay. I'm just like, there's got to be some story about, because that, like, nobody noticed the thing on its way from wherever the fuck it was to, like, right next to the Castro. Like... Right. Exactly. Right. I mean, it happened at night, but still, that's that's just ridiculous. Um, we've seen, we've seen mountain lions, you know, in, like, the, the hills, right? And, like, the hillside developments. We've seen that. We've seen this bear was in San Anselmo. It's not, like, the, you know, the most bustling place on Earth. But, yeah, Bernal Heights, like, that's pretty interesting to have that big of a cat with those teeth. Oh, my God. He was not happy. I don't think he was happy he was being called Mr. Handsome either. I don't think he likes that name very much. No. Just, it's, just based on look, the look. Condescending. But, but you know what? You know, got it, had probably had a good night, probably had the best night he's had in a while, got some vitamins, got some internal, you know, worm treatment and got cleaned up and re-released and probably out there eating gophers. He's probably doing okay. And he got a lot of attention too, so. Well, we've reached the end of another beautiful docket. It's been fabulous. What, what, what do you have going on in the post game? Um, some public Can comment shit. No? Some yeah, some public comment shit. Um, there's a lot of there's a, there's a lot of stuff going on. There's a red, white, and blueprint we've been following. They now have like a talk show. Um, there's, there's 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 things there's things. Uh, probably, things probably won't end up at the Galaxy Brain Humidor tonight. I've been trying to avoid that. There's you know we'll 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 go, we'll see some things. That's for sure. Fabulous. Are you doing Catterday tomorrow? Yeah, Catterday starts tomorrow at eight p.m. Pacific. Uh, that first hour is over there on the conduit, and then I'll be joined remotely by, uh, I don't know, at least historian Matt, maybe the media winch, at uh, 9 p.m. on Twitch. And uh, we'll be doing this week and last year, this week and two years ago, this week and three years ago. Couldn't find anything this week and four years ago because every link I clicked was dead or the YouTube account had been suspended. Or I blame Donald Trump. And then uh, this week and five years ago. So Catterday is always fun because we get to look back at uh, like a, a snapshot in time, at least of the things that we thought were interesting that were happening that week. In the year 
year 2000. Excellent. Well, have fun with that and enjoy yourself. Have a great weekend, everybody. Great and a good week. And uh, yeah, we'll see you on Down Ballot again next Friday. And I'll be on at 8 p.m. this time.